So I don't I don't really know how to tell our fans this right now, but um, Liz is in jail. <laughs> uh, the other day, that's a recording I have of her laughter to make me feel better that I play. I usually fall asleep to it, but you know I'm wide awake right now. Uh, Liz had her; she was staying in the Chuanon Ultra Bunker, um, 500 feet below the Oakland Hills, uh, surrounded by uh, oiled and muscly catamites. Uh, well, not catamites; they're eunuchs technically, but they're younger, which which also makes them kind of catamites. Um, uh, with pikemen as well, and uh, unfortunately, there were no match. The, the California National Guard, um, Silicon Valley Division, burst through the steel door of the bunker, uh, a full hazmat suit, while Liz was in the lotus position uh, doing a, a four-hour yoga <laughs> workout she does every day. And, and unfortunately, they cuffed her, and she's in jail. Um uh- this is fake news. It's not true. Well, so you hear her voice right now. That's actually an <laughs> AI facsimile of my dear co-host that I have spent the last uh, year perfecting. <laughs> so AI, AI Liz, how you doing? Uh, I'm fine. I'm not in jail. Okay. You could break the bit. It was very cute, though. <laughs> you just wanted an excuse to say catamites. Yes. I like saying that word. <laughs> Um, I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm I'm all right. I, I'll tell you what. Uh, I got bored yesterday for the really? first time since this started. Yeah, I am not feeling so great today. Actually, physically, um, yeah, I'm like a little. But then I don't know, like what I'm like is in my noodle brain playing up or what is like serious. But I think I'm okay. Well, you went to the grocery store recently, right? I did, and now I'm like, reg- I have regretsies. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't that long ago, I feel like, so I'm not so sure that those symptoms would be... I know, I know, I know. But. I just, you know, you get in your head, and then you kind of like start spinning out. It's like, I, I feel like 18 times since this started, I've convinced myself that I'm sick, but yeah. I'm not. It's funny, I developed like a dry cough, um, and then I just realized it's because I smoke constantly. <laughs> probably Ugh. or i have yeah. corona i don't know but i don't think i do i don't think you do i don't um, think any you know yeah well it's 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 funny uh i walked to i am i as 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 i'm sure our 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 tin-eared listeners can hear by the crystalline quality of my voice i am at uh, our producers um a basement apartment right now <laughs> uh, also 500 feet underground, but it's I just miss a, it over there. It's, it's nice. You know, I, I'm looking at the spot where you usually sit and there's like a little divot, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, that's where she, when she was alive, she sat there. Um, a live girl she was a live girl she sat there but I walked here today and uh, it seems like for a lot of people that they because I walked around yesterday and the day before too like very I walked went to to very deserted places I didn't go like to main thoroughfares but I walked by a main thoroughfare and the other day there was basically no one on it and then Mm -hmm. today as I walked here it's about an hour walk uh, there was just a shit ton of people out I think a lot of people just stopped caring yeah uh, that's not good. That's a lot of people are saying that like across the country, like you've seen, there's like some, you know, viral posts on social media. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I sound like I'm 85 whenever I There's describe it. There's some viral <laughs> posts on social media. <laughs> um, but it's like showing crowds. Of, there's like all the people in the at the National Mall or, mm-hmm. you know, like walking around New York City or you hear like stories about kids just like drinking in the park. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you guys, you can't do any of this. Like... Um, it's and, and it's only just going to lead to cities having to take like more drastic measures. Oh, in yeah, my opinion. I, I mean, that's coming. I think I think that's coming everywhere. I think they're trying out this like bullshit, like fake lockdown right now. And then mm-hmm. once this like obviously doesn't work, because just like a third of the people don't do it at all, and then like another yeah. third kind of like half does it. Um, I think that it's going to get more into like. Italy or, or Wuhan territory. Now, it's not going to be Wuhan territory. They don't have the balls for that. But uh, it's going to get more Italian. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like a problem facing the UK right now as well. Like, people just really not following directives. I think the pubs in the UK are open. What do you mean? Well, a pub is like a, it's like a oh, bar. Oh, the pubs. Oh, I thought you said the problems. Yeah, I think they are too. It's insanity. Oh, they were actually just one hour ago, the BBC reports that they were told to close. It's fantastic. Of course, the government there, I will say, is at least paying 80, 80% of people's wages. Um, mm. But it's it's to- oh, oh, only up to 2,500 pounds a month. It's still like, it's totally ridiculous. I mean, the thing is, so yes, I've still been going to the club here, right? <laughs> and I have been freak dancing, you know, as is my, as is my usual... Uh, my usual mode uh, for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights. But I've been doing it for a safe distance. So I'd sort of do this like undulating motion with my torso <laughs> and, and loins. Uh, and, and a woman reciprocates in a sort of, uh, in, it's like, a, it's like a, a dog being shocked by electricity. And I sort of seem like a great ape confused at a problem. Uh, but we've been doing it six feet apart. So it's almost kind of more exciting that way. Yeah, I mean, I have had to uh, basically reschedule everything that I that I had planned with my weekly flash mob. Mm, yeah, and that's been kind of a bummer. A lot but of people safety don't first. Exa- well, a lot of people don't know is that Liz actually not only organized but was the lead lead stick writer. They call him uh, for the Turkish uh, pro Turkish anti Armenian uh, flash mob that took place in New York <laughs> City about four or five years ago. Uh, and so she's she's had a pretty profitable side gig as a flash mob leader. Well, actually, let's let's for our new listeners here, which I think we have probably one <laughs> that or two. That was my division at the AEI. Yes, <laughs> we should introduce ourselves. So, uh, my what did I no? I just always forget. Wait, I, I always forgot. forget. I know, and we switched them this time. I usually have them on top of it. Now so I forgot. My name is Doctor Fauci. Um, I am the lead, uh, pussyologist at the Institute yeah. of, uh, of obstruct. What's it called when they do that? I'm not even going to tell you. Okay. Oh yeah. No, our producer's got me. He's doing his, doing his job there. Gynecology. Um, <laughs> it was short for v- vagina Okay. Um, okay. And I'm joined by my co-host. 
I'm Liz. Hi. And of course, uh, our our well, it's funny because our producer Young Chompsy actually is in like advanced Corona, so he's actually intubated right now. But he's doing <laughs> me a really big solid. I intubated him, um, and so he's sort of reciprocating by recording this episode. But he is here as well, and we are true or not. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were saying? I just got distracted because you were, you said your name was Dr. Fauci. Fauci, yes. Dr. And Fauci. I, just, I can't believe his name is Tony Fauci. Well, they had it's to get like, an Italian to, to, to combat the Italy flu. <laughs> I know. It's like Scaramucci level name. Yeah. They should, they should bring back Scaramucci for this. Scaramucci, Scaramucci went to the resistance side. He's done oh, with he did? Yeah. He, he spent four days working for Donald Trump. I don't even remember what his ass got fired for, but he spent four days working for Trump. And then he just like, now he's just like a David Frum type, but much more, char- infinitely more charming. Uh, it's crazy. Actually, Scaramucci got fired for having sex with Melania. No, that's not true. It is. True. He's a small man too, right? Yeah. Well, don't listen, Liz. We're doing a podcast. You understand (laughs) that we have a lot of different, and we have a diverse group of listeners here. I love all our listeners, all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. Well, it's crazy because I'm so I'm six three. Uh, Young Chomsky is technically five four, but he wears flats (laughs) often, so he's like around five three. And Liz is one two. (laughs) <laughs> what? Yeah, Liz is the size of one of those sort of small tree monkeys that one finds <laughs> in the jungles of Indonesia. They call me Girl Boss, baby. They do call you. Let's get on with the show. So we actually are talking about stuff today. We're not just not just rambling about, but um, we, you know, kind of keeping up with, you know, our, our like we kind of mentioned, like the podcast is shifting a little bit, and there's just so many kind of new developments because of the pandemic in the kind of like different worlds that we have taken to explicating on the podcast, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Well, I don't know so what explicating we, means, but go on. <laughs> I just mean, you know, we've done episodes where we talk about surveillance technology yes. and, you know, the military industrial complex and the media and, you know, kind of different histories on how all of these institutions are, you know, in fact, deeply intertwined um, and, you know, particularly with, you know, the financialization and, um, and, you know, God knows everyone knows I love talking about banks, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's like wildly inappropriate for us to continue talking at least a little bit about, like I said, these developments with the pandemic in those areas. Well, one thing I want to address first is we have received a lot of messages and I've even received some text messages uh, about a upcoming martial law. Yeah. And sometimes it's spelled martial like, um, yeah, Rubio spelled it like that. Like Marshall Mathers. I almost said Marshall Mathers too. I was trying to think of a different, like a more, uh, I don't know, timely reference. (laughs) No, no, 
Um, but yeah, there's so there's uh, there's all these these sort of rumors about martial law, and I think some of that just comes from people literally making it up and like you know it's it's people just mm-hmm. saying it's going to happen because a lot of people are really hungry for news. And, yeah, you know, it's classic pranksters. Classic, pr- the classic martial law prank. I mean, that's a, that's yeah, a truly that's prank a, yankers are back. Exactly. That's a, that's actually an old Andy Kaufman bit. He convinced everybody <laughs> in Kentucky that there was going to be a, 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 a national guard led martial law. However, uh, that actually is happening in this case. I'm just kidding. It might, but there are, as far as we know. Uh, and again, that could change by the time this episode comes out. Who fucking knows? But as far as we know, this is sort of just the same rumor sort of being recycled and repeated by various different sources, right? It seems that way. I mean, I also think there's a little confusion. It's kind of like how all, um, like, you remember like chain letters? Yes. It's kind of like how all that kind of stuff starts where it's like, well, martial law is actually like a very specific thing. Yeah. And, like, it's only been, I believe, uh, enacted a handful of times in U.S. history. I mean, one of them being after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like now suddenly, I mean, there's all these people saying, like, okay, and now, you know, the National Guard is in charge. It's like, no, 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 that's, like, not even how it worked. Like, we, they could call in the National Guard, and, indeed, it seems like, that is very much happening in certain states. That, but that wouldn't mean martial law. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's like a conflation there because it's just sensationalist copy pasta or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But, but that also doesn't mean that, like, the national. I mean, it's you know, I, I think they probably are going to be calling in the national guard in most states to help with. Disaster relief is basically what it is, and and management. Well, I know that I think Newsom. I think yeah, it was Newsom uh, sent a letter to Trump asking for a, I believe, Navy hospital ship to be parked in the L.A. Uh, the L.A. Mm. ports, and I think we're going to see a lot of that happening at first calling in, uh, you know, whatever medical units, which will mean like logistics units and probably Army Corps of Engineers, etc. Uh, right. And then, you know, if things get a little dicey, I mean, you better believe the National Guard is uh, is sort of ready for riot control. But the thing is, that isn't necessary yet. And I think, I mean, I again, uh, necessary from their perspective. Um, but... You know, I'm sure they have, I mean, we well know, I mean, from, from, from sort of whistleblowers in the seventies and eighties that the, the U S government has in its past drawn up lists of subverses, they're going to arrest, et cetera. Uh, and you know, like they still have contingency plans like that, but they don't need to enact them right now. And it would probably do their side. And I'm talking here specifically about the effects on the economy more bad than good. So when, when those scales sort of shift, Okay, yeah, I'm absolutely going to go to to prison. Absolutely. But not for political crimes. It's due to the high volumes of shake and bake meth that I that I make in my <laughs> garage. Um, I will say that Newsom, our our governor, Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like fucked up in his press conference and actually said that martial law was on the table. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He like said, um, someone asked him, like what options they were considering. And he said, you know, all options are on the table, including like martial law. And then he had to like come back and walk it back. 
because everyone was like, uh, I'm sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he has activated National Guard troops, but like, I don't even, yeah, I, I'm not sure what the process for for enacting martial law, like literally the actual bureaucratic process for it is. But, and, and again, I am not discounting the fact that that could absolutely happen. I just don't think that is what is happening right now. There was that sort of concerning thing about the DOJ uh, asking Congress for the ability to uh, for certain judges to detain people indefinitely without trial. I was not a huge fan of that. Um, yeah, that uh, that came out today. That's you know basically uh, you know suspending habeas corpus. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, I that's, mean, it's a little concerning. I know it's cool that we get to see these like old, old, beautiful French words like habeas corpus and posse comitatus. Mm. That that wonderful sort of like old Brace Gallic is doing word. in his free time. He's got so much free time. He's doing Latin Duolingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've decided that. Um, I, I feel like I could probably run for Pope after this is over because the, the world will be so different. That's not what you do. You don't uh, run for Pope. Well, I think that the first Jewish slash Shia Pope would really, <laughs> I think that would be sort of bringing everyone together after post, post-pandemic, post right? Mm, new world order. Exactly. Well, speaking, <laughs> speaking of the new world order, uh, let's talk about, I, I want to really get into one of my favorite sort of characters in the cast of the Illuminati. Uh, which is one Jay-Z. William Gates. <laughs> oh, William Gates. Bill Gates. Yes. William Billiam Gates. You love saying Billiam after. I knew I, I knew know. a guy it's named so Billiam. Funny. I knew a it guy makes named Billiam. Um, Did you? That's not a name. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know really. I, I, I people just called him that. I don't know. He he was mm. like uh I think he worked for the Black Lips. What if we called him Billy Gates? That Billy Gates. Weird. That's yeah, it's like Billy Carter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's, you know, uh, so you know, there's been like in my lifetime, there have been like a few people I regard as actual, like legitimate heroes. One of those, as everybody knows, is I love Gorbachev, right? <laughs> I think he's one of the most important men of the 20th and 21st sure. century. He's coming back. Uh, Steve Jobs Steve, as well. Steve Jobs, who I often actually mix up with Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, there's Microsoft founder and thus technically the actual inventor of halo bill gates (laughs) yeah so we mentioned on the last podcast that he had stepped down Mm -hmm. from uh berkshire hathaway which he you know had been on the board of uh he's on the board of microsoft but he wasn't really he had already stepped down in yeah 2008 like a decade ago yeah 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 during the last Uh, little cool uh economic uh little shuffle in america yeah, funny his timing, right? But Berkshire <laughs> Hathaway is, you know, that's um, Warren Buffett, who is, you know, kind of his little comrade in arms. Um, well, you know, his his financial outfit. They're both part of the so-called giving pledge, right? I think Buffett started it, and Bill Gates was like a big early signer on. And mm. the giving pledge is where they 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 sort of pledge to give everybody else's money to themselves. Uh, and then <laughs> at some point they're supposed to give it away, but I, I don't really understand why they have to die. Cause it's like after they die, they're supposed to die with $0, but from, 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 I, you know, I'm not a big numbers guy, 
But from what I understand is Bill Gates' fortune has grown considerably by like several mm. times over. And so I'm not really sure he's, you know, again, I'm not a math guy, but generally when I think of like, if I was like, I'm going to give you $20, that usually wouldn't end with me having $60, right? Yeah. Passive income is funny that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've talked about Bill Gates on the sh- podcast before. Uh, in terms of kind of more generally about the Gates Foundation, obviously he had his own, you know, he's got his own links to Epstein, which is what we've kind of talked about in the past. But the timing of him stepping down is very curious. Um, and just this week, there was a pretty explosive investigative piece in The Nation, the magazine, and I hate, you know, not my favorite, but it's a pretty good piece mm-hmm. that we'll link to. Talking, kind of like taking a real deep dive into the financials of the Gates Foundation. Um, and, you know, I always say that philanthropy exists to launder the reputation of the bourgeoisie. I mean, Epstein, you know, to, to I remember that guy? Um, <laughs> I know, I know, right? It feels like ages ago. Ep- Epstein was like the king of that, right? Like he, mm. he after his arrest, he became like Mr. Uh, Mr. Charity, uh, including yeah. you know, arm in arm with Bill Gates. And so like that is like all that they, I mean, that's why they love plastering their names on everything. I mean, they just, yeah. But Bill Gates is special because Bill Gates makes money on it. Yeah, it's not just that he, yeah, but it's also, I mean, I think what this article does a really great job of um, is really showing how, uh, you know, the industries that the Gates Foundation was, quote unquote, giving to, and again, like, they're giving money as tax deductible donations, and like you say, basically making money or profit off of it, because it's an industry that they already have like business opportunity with. So we have talked about kind of, um, you know, the, you know, in bloom, which is their, um, uh, you know, kind of like educational technology. uh, It's like ventures. I call it, it's like, I kind of, it's like a Portman too. I do, I do edge of technology. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Tech. What about technication? Yes, I, I, yeah, technication <laughs> is pretty good as well. Um, no, but so you know, you know, and that kind of like also partnered with you know, like we'd mentioned on the podcast before. You know, he's a massive proponent of charter schools and had yes. a huge, uh, had a huge um, role in the privatization of like Washington's. School system. So uh, for those of you who don't know, a charter school is just like a regular school, but in the school charter, it says you can't have a union. (laughs) Uh, Not totally, but that's not bad. Yeah. (laughs) But um, so, you know, uh, you know, his foundation would basically give, you know, they really concentrated the way they would give money to basically govern, like what they say is... Groups that would push for industry-friendly government policies and regulation. So including groups directed by Big Pharma, Big Agriculture, um, the Chamber of Commerce, etc. And these, these, you know, industries and these, you know, organizations that are basically just massive lobbying groups would then go to the government 
lobby for policies that would deregulate sectors that then the gates, you know, in, with its like tentacles in different companies would then, you know, come into to then exploit and find new markets to take over. So you see that in education, you see that in pharmaceuticals, which is a big, you know, little, yep. just let's put a pin in that for what we're about to talk about with the pandemic. Um you know, as well, you know, agriculture and, um, uh, you know, all sorts of, of industries that, you know, again, another running theme on this podcast has been how private equity comes in and like leeches and like bleeds industries just to basically, uh, make a minimal profit and, and, and starve actual people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we talked about that from everything from like hospitals to whatever, whatever other fucking industry there is. And yeah. like, it's, it's, I mean, reading this article about Gates, it is wild. I mean, he, it's like, he is getting, he's getting tax breaks for donating money to private corporations. Yes. Which, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, you know, they say too, it's like, you know, he's the sort of right wing of, you know, public health movement. He's trying to push things in a pro corporate direction. He's a big defender of the big drug companies. He's undermining a lot of things that are really necessary to make drugs affordable to people that are really poor. It's weird because he gives so much money to fight poverty and yet he's the biggest obstacle on a lot of reforms. And I think that that, you know, they're talking specifically about pharmace- the pharmaceutical industry there. But, you know, it's it's really true that like I, you know, when I say that they kind of use these organizations to launder their reputation, it's like you know, Bill Gates has this reputation, in, you know, in the public of being this, this like good guy, yeah. which is bizarre because he's famously one of the most cutthroat, ruthless CEOs in history. Yeah, he stole the he idea from the Xbox 360 from me. <laughs> but like very much so when he was at Microsoft, right? And um, it, it's been a complete 180 in his public facing profile, like you know, so all these people have this idea that, oh, he's out there fighting poverty. Oh, he's out in Africa fighting AIDS. Uh-huh. Well, you know, his, his organization is, um, you know, funding lobbyists to deregulate sectors of the economy that him and his friend Warren Buffett can then make investment off of. And a big thing that he sort of pushes too is this, is this like we've talked about this a bunch in the show, if you are a woman in Africa, boy, oh boy, does Bill Gates not want you to have another kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, talk about, talk about OBGYNs. I mean, my man is out there trying to put an IUD in every woman, uh, <laughs> you know, south of Jesus. Egypt. For, yeah. I mean, for Christ's sake. And, and, and they talk about, I mean, he's one of those people who really talks about overpopulation a lot too. Which is, again, if you hear a rich person talking about overpopulation, they are talking about people in countries that are not the one you're probably listening to this from, right? They're talking right. about people in Africa, India, in parts of Asia. 
Um, even though, I mean, in terms of like climate change and using of the world's resources, the average small American family uses several times more resources than any African family that's not like a rich one, right? Yeah, and not to mention just like the company Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. So I just want to like really quickly just like pull back for a second. Yeah. I feel like I haven't had an opportunity to say that on the podcast in a while. <laughs> But because we kind of were just giving an overview of that article and we'll link to it because I kind of want to say, like, why are we talking about Bill Gates? Oh, yeah, we um, should mention that. Well, no, I think it's a good way because it's like we're not here to just summarize uh, basically what we've talked about before with him. But I did want to mention that article because there's some really good background for people who don't know much about the Gates Foundation and his work there. Mm-hmm. But like we mentioned, you know, he stepped down from Microsoft. He stepped down from Berkshire Hathaway. And um, my man was on Reddit doing an AMA. I guess when you're unemployed, you've got lots of time on your hands. Yeah. I didn't like, I thought it was weird he was doing it in the Cumtown Reddit. But (laughs) it's, you know, I guess, you know, it takes all kinds. Yeah, very weird. So he's back in the news. He's got lots of opinions about the pandemic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's no his one of his big things is that like one one of the answers rather that he gave that I found very uh strange was uh to to someone asked him the question, the Reddit user remote controlled user asks what changes are we going to have to make to how businesses operate to maintain our economy while providing social distancing. I gave him a little bit of Reddit gold for that one. Uh, I, oh to be God. clear, listeners, especially our female listeners, I don't know what Reddit gold is. I've just heard it referenced in other places making fun of it. So to be clear, I don't, I didn't give him that. I, there's no way for me to give him that. Don't, please... You're trying to mint the Reddit gold coin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A trillion dollars in Reddit gold. Uh, <laughs> to which uh, Bill Gates, whose username is This Is Bill Gates, because I actually, funnily enough, had taken the actual uh, real Bill Gates username several years ago. <laughs> Official Vivo Bill Gates. Yes. He said, The question of which businesses should keep going is tricky. Certainly, food supply and the health system. We still need water, electricity, and the internet. Supply chains for critical things need to be maintained. Countries are still figuring out what to keep running. Eventually, we will have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or been tested recently when we have a vaccine or who has received it. Digital certificates, Liz. Mm. The mark of the beast. And you think I'm kidding. (laughs) No, but what Bill Gates is talking about here is something called the quantum dot. Oh, man. And that name... Sounds fake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 it, it does. Um, but it's but not. It's no. It's real. So, what he's essentially talking about here is this sort of system of tattoos, and these are tattoos with. It's really. I'll be honest with you, guys. I did. As many people know, I did both go to med and science school. However, I was very popular on campus when I was going there, and so I spent a lot of time in parties, etc. So I didn't pay a lot of attention even though I did graduate cum laude. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Cum laude. It's like when okay, you're the Okay, go back to the, the Duolingo for a little so, bit. <laughs> so, uh, 
So what he's talking about are these these basically digital tattoos. And by digital, I mean real tattoos, but that can be read via... Uh, I mean, some people are saying QR code. I don't really see how that works, but I don't really know how QR codes work. Um, mm. Or just like by some kind of electronic device. And you might be like, okay, well, you know, this makes sense. Right now, a lot of people have vaccination papers or like, you know, proof that they did it. But it's it's a paper proof, right? Like you don't have... There's no way to really carry that around with you. Um, but what he's suggesting is that there's you get a tattoo and then you can just be scanned and it'll say if you have your vaccine, that means you can go to work because, you know, you can't get coronavirus or whatever. But if we read into the sort of implications here, they are rather dire, right? Because mm. this is essentially Bill Gates suggesting that in order to sort of get past the corona crisis, that we... And by we, I don't know how many people he's talking about here. He made other references to every single person in the world needing this vaccine, which, you know, I'm not against. Uh, I mean, depending on who makes the vaccine. Uh, but it's, I mean, I, I guess actually, that's a complicated issue. But not the issue of vaccines, the issue of this one, whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that would be basically a universal identification system that is permanently on your body for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So like... That yeah, means you can be scanned by the security police, uh, which is what we're going to call cops after this because it's more futuristic mm-hmm. sounding. Uh, space force. Exactly. Bo- bodies in spaces force. And so somebody, you know, before you get on the cyber train to Digital City, someone can, uh, in, you know, a black clad police officer can scan your arm and see like, okay, he's got his Corona shot and his name is Brace Belden. He's blah, 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 blah. And that is, uh, well, the implications of that are not great. Right. I mean, they're certainly, yeah, they're they're very interesting. I mean, it sounds far off, but I think it should be known that, like, I mean, you know, as we've mentioned before, the government already tracks everything with your cell phone. Yes, it's just that now we use that technology to serve you ads. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Ex- like that. It's a, it's only kind of mat on a mass scale being used to like target. Uh, like skinny tea or whatever. <laughs> well, it, you know what it reminds me of? Like when we were doing the labor, when we were doing the union thing at Anchor, one thing we encouraged people to do was to show that they were drinking Anchor and to show that they supported Anchor or like that they, they were buying the product because we told them to. Because there's an implicit threat there that if they do this because we tell them to, they'll stop doing it permanently mm. because we tell them to do the same thing. And mm. for me, this reminds me of that. It's like, okay, well, like, we're getting served ads by these people. And, like, you know, if I mention that, uh, you know, I would love to, for instance, have a baby with Julia Fox from the movie Uncut Gems, um, mm. I get served ads for baby carriages, et cetera, and, like, sure. wedding rings that would fit her. Um, <laughs> but uh, the implication behind that is... Like, which I don't think a lot of people even think about, except for sometimes when it kind of like you get a little shock from it, is that they can also, like, they are listening to everything you say and they know everything about you. And so yeah. they can track you in everything yeah, that you do. Yeah, it's just that it, it's not being, I mean, theoretically, it's not being used f- towards that, like, for that reason. I mean, it is being used for that, just not for the entire population, I don't think. Right. But I, you know, but what I'm getting at is that like, uh, you know, some states are already using this cellular technology to track Corona 
uh, cases. Yeah, specifically our good friends in, well, in fact, we're recording this from from uh, the government studios there, Israel. Mm. Uh, I like how my <laughs> new bit is just that we're Israeli. <laughs> uh, we are, so Israel, and actually China did this too, but they did this in a sort of different manner. So Israel already has like a really advanced surveillance state, right? Specifically mm. against uh, every Palestinian, but then against like whatever left wing or or peace loving Israelis too. Yeah, we kind of we kind of talked to Yasha Levine about some of this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, so go back and listen to that episode, a two hour episode we did with him, <laughs> uh, and you'll find it in there. But it, you know, it's it's very well known that Israel uh, knows what your phone number is if you're Palestinian, or probably if you're not as well. Um, and can like you know what they, they their whole thing that they love saying is that before they blow up an entire apartment building in Gaza. They'll text everyone there 15 minutes beforehand and tell them to leave before all their possessions and possibly some of their family members are vaporized by some skinny 23-year-old from fucking New Jersey. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, of course, they, you know, they, they, they can track who lives where, who does whatever, via cell phone technology. And that's really easy, especially if you are in a partnership with the cell carriers, which in every country is almost always the case, right? Like cell phone mm. companies are often run uh, by allies to the government, almost always run by allies to whatever government is in the country. Um, or they're run by the government themselves. In a lot of countries, you actually need an ID. I think in, I don't know actually in Israel, but uh, I know in South Korea, you or no, excuse me, in China, you do need a government-issued ID in order to buy a SIM card. So it's easier to track like that because right, they write down right. your number and stuff. So what they did in China is is they tried to do this thing called social trace or contact tracing, rather, uh, where they would see who has it. You know, if you if you are te- if you test positive for uh, for Corona, they will basically track you via your cell phone. Uh, like tr- backtrack where you've been, you know, what trains you've taken, et cetera, and then contact basically everybody who could have been uh, exposed to you. Uh, mm. Israel uh, is essentially plan- saying they're planning on doing the same thing, but it's funny because they're actually, I mean, they're using their spy agencies, Mossad, and they are now talking about using Shinbet if they're not already. Um, and they bypass the, the Knesset, which as many people know, I'm an MP in, uh, so I was very, very, very angry about this. Um, but uh, they they bypassed the Knesset and sort of uh, by executive fiat, uh, they are now planning on tracking people via their cell phones in order to uh, to contact trace. And so they say that, right? Like, first of all, Israel already has, uh, I believe, Mossad, which is very funny that like they were open about these products being secured by that agency. Mossad, the Israeli spy agency... Oh, and Israeli spy agency. Um, they were able to procure a hundred thousand corona tests, which I don't, forgive me if I'm wrong. Is I believe more corona tests than there are in the entire U.S. right now. Uh, mm. Mossad was able to purchase these externally in like a couple days. Now it's already Israel has come up already a couple times uh, in in relation to corona because. Uh, you know, very famously, there was an article about how scientists in Israel were basically studying the same exact virus right before it hit. And so they're going to have a cure before everybody. But a, a big Israeli propaganda thing they like to do is that, like, I mean, to be clear, I'm Jewish. We are smart, right? Um, <laughs> which is because we're ugly. And so we have to get girls somehow. And it's because, okay, we're, okay I see our producer shaking his head. Well, most of us are. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, mm. no, so it's uh, it's. You know, they, they, there's been some weirdness with Israel around this. I don't know. Am I saying that Israel invented the coronavirus? No, but I guess if someone yeah, did I say that, what, I wouldn't say they're wrong. Um, okay, but just to bring it back, because I guess what I'm trying to say, or I think what we're trying to get at, is that these aren't new technologies so much as this pandemic is kind of shoring up opportunity to sell a lot of people or a lot of municipalities on those technologies. Like what is a better justification for expansion of municipal surveillance? You know, however that takes, you know, it's going to look different in every state. You know, the UK famously already has mass CCTV um, operations. Uh, but what's a better what's a better reason than you know public health? Yeah, well, th- so it's it's I funny. mean much more so than terrorism. So even. it's you know so you might be like okay, well this kind of makes sense if someone gets tested and they have corona to go back and trace whoever they've talked to. But in America, the White House and, and a couple times in the past week have met with a task force of about forty five different companies. Um, and, and and White House representatives to essentially start rolling out some of the same technology here. So uh, from the Wall Street Journal, they did a report on this. They reported that the data mining firm Palantir Incorporated, which oh I, I've boy. been looking at some of their contracts. Should we get a, can we get a like siren noise here? Yeah, let's do. Let's Palantir. get the Palantir side. In fact, also Young Chomsky, hit me with the hit me with the two. <laughs> So Palantir, uh, our, our good friends at, at Palantir, actually have had, have, they've worked with the CDC before, particularly in relation to the 2010 outbreak of cholera, which was, uh, by the way, outbroken by the UN in Haiti. Uh, and there's a lot of weird stuff with that. They, had a, they, had, they have a fairly sizable contract they signed with the CDC in 2018, and now they are working with them again and they are, uh, it's, it's not entirely made public what they're doing with the CDC, but from the tenor of the articles and sort of from just what I can glean from their work in the past, they are going to be using cell technology to trace who talks to who and, you know, quote unquote, who has maybe infected other people. Yeah, Palantir, uh, famously, they got a big like PR bump for their work with hurricane sandy yes and hurricane florence i believe um and kind of what they were doing with you know i i feel like i don't have it in front of me but i feel like there were a lot of articles that were basically like inside philanthropic data engineering machine of palantir saving lives blah Mm -hmm. blah blah and they would track you know basically if people were stuck based on like heat sensor technology and different sort of like mass data uh, culling in order to, you know, distribute resources or what have you. Right. Well, yeah. And they're not the only people. Well, first of all, this task force has basically everybody from like, it is Google, Facebook, Amazon, sort of the big three there. And then various other sort of smaller startups, which I'm sure some of those are owned by those big three companies to begin with. Um, but one thing I found really interesting is Clearview AI 
is well, that uh, sounds like a lovely company. Well, just you remember by the so name. They actually they got they 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 were in the news recently because they were found to have the largest database of human faces. They are a facial recognition <laughs> technology company, and they had scraped oh, right. every basically every photo ever taken of a human being off the internet. And so they could actually like they were being used by police forces uh, to to identify people. And famously, a journalist I don't remember it was from the New York Times. I think it was, was investigating them. He had called a police officer uh, and asked them to run his face. Mm. And the police officer ran his face through Clearview. Uh, and then Clearview started messaging him. So obviously they were monitoring who the police were monitoring. Right. Interesting. And, and so I I mean, a lot of, it, it's un, it doesn't say which states, but it, it says that several states have been in touch with Clearview AI, who took a big PR hit from that, right? Especially right, because yeah, it was, it was found out that the, the founder was friends with quite a few people who would be, I think, safely ensconced in the alt-light. You know, not like the full alt They were not, he, the guy's Asian, although these people can be weird about that kind of stuff. Uh, and by weird, I, I mean, obviously they're racist, but sometimes they just like don't care about that. I don't know. Mm. But these are these aren't like the full alt right guys he's with, but it's like with pretty far right wing figures. And he's like he's like a young scam artist, but obviously now is in is in cahoots with with apparently several states. Um, that is not great. I mean, they took a big PR hit from that and then sort of disappeared from the news. They are now sort of snaking their way into that. But, you know, Google I mean, do you remember the Project Nightingale bullshit that they were doing? Where they were working with the fucking Catholic Hospital Charity Association and they were building this sort of like health infrastructure for free, but the the hospitals were were giving them access to not only people's names and date of birth, whatever, but also their medical info. And because, you know, HIPAA was made in 1996, uh, the sort of health privacy laws, uh, and it hasn't really been updated to deal with the digital age. They were able to skirt HIPAA, essentially. And because of that, Google built essentially like this healthcare infrastructure and AI learning to, to sort of detect what people are going to want and, or excuse me, going to need, quote unquote. And they are involved in this new White House effort. And you know who else's name has been closely associated with the new sort of anti-corona effort by the White House and technology companies is Jeff Bezos. Mm. Now, Bezos has been curiously silent, hasn't he? Well, he's been too busy having sex with his wife. So, ew. I know. Sorry. <laughs> well, well you made gross. a joke about human girl or what, a live girl earlier. I figured we'd bring it back to that. Yeah, I, I got it. It's just gross thinking about. Sorry. Um, He apparently is lobbying, or I've heard, he's lobbying to get money from the government to cover... Overtime pay. For who? Oh, for Amazon workers. For warehouse workers, yeah. Because God knows he doesn't have the coffers, right? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. I actually saw uh, there was a video of Amazon workers in uh, warehouse workers in New York who were sort of confronting the management there because there was corona outbreak and, and several workers in the warehouse had, had been tested positive for it. And then Amazon cleaned the warehouse for like two hours. And they're like, everybody come back to work. Mm. And so there was a big problem. It was, a, it was, uh, you know, there's been these sort of labor efforts uh, within these warehouses there, and the video was provided by one of those groups. But uh, it's, I mean, I don't really get like the Amazon infrastructure is. I mean, we're going to see a lot more integration, I think, with the state, right, or at least reliance 
on Amazon by who are going to be basically replacing essential services by the state? Um, I mean, that would be my guess. Right. Because they've, I mean, that's the other thing is that Amazon has eaten up so much public infrastructure at this point. Um, you know, they own basically all the distribution channels. Yep. Yeah. This is what, uh, Matt Stoller said, uh, this morning, that Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos want $5 billion in grants or loans to keep commercial space company employees on the job and launch facilities open. They also want the IRS to give them cash for R&D tax credits. So basically what he was saying is that there's just like a mass uh, like run on the government spigot, basically, mm-hmm. because they all these lobbying groups and all these CEOs know that federal money and bailouts are coming, and they're all trying to get a piece of the pie. Yeah, and like part of that is also like like I guess what we're we're kind of like man, you know, the true and way meandering through all of this mm-hmm. is just trying to like impress on people that. You know, as we've talked about how we don't know what the world is going to look like, we don't know, you know, all these shifts that are coming, all these changes, is that, you know, there are going to be massive restructuring in, like, capital industries. Yeah, oh, and that absolutely. Seems to be, that seems to be what a lot of the grabs are happening right now, whether it's coming from Bill Gates or, you know, CVS or Bezos or, you know, airline companies or Boeing or whatever, yeah, that, you know, it, there's a lot of new markets opening up and everyone trying to kind of figure out where they can put their chips down. And on the other side, it seems like, you know, there was all this sort of rumors about the government maybe taking a stake in some of the companies that they bail out. <laughs> uh, that to me, some people were like, oh, man, it's going to be like nationalization. I have a bigger feeling that it's going to be a lot of people in the Trump administration basically uh, staking out a a large financial stake for themselves, essentially, uh, in these. I mean, just judging, you know, that's the way it works. That's sort of like a business and government are essentially inseparable. Um, We're going to see a lot of people getting very rich off of this. Yeah, I don't know. It's very, I, I, I don't know where they're going to go with that. It's very interesting. There were rumors that they were talking about uh, kind of a, a like penalty for using bailout money to to sh- to buy back stocks. Yeah, and the you know the penalty would be that the federal government would would take a stake of equity in the company, which would be very. It was like kind of uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe that I was hearing it. I don't know kind of what I haven't been following what was kind of going on with that. Um, but there was you know just to kind of round up the news around this. There was a really interesting um, uh, piece over at the American Prospect. David Dayan got leaked. Basically, uh, Bain Capital, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most notorious uh, private equity firms in the United States, a kind of a Bain Capital internal document about um, what opportunities they saw emerging for private equity in the wake of coronavirus yeah which is like just such a i even just hate saying that out loud but you know this is just reading from the pdf longer term covid19 market disruption will also likely create investment opportunities as customers demand change so you see services from home 
and they're talking about delivery, Netflix, um, you know, grocery delivery, all of that working remotely. They're talking about all the like managed home management yeah. software and meeting software and, you know, time. I mean, I would imagine like home, like payroll services and clocking time for working at home and all of that stuff. There's going to be, you know, they identify healthcare as an emerging market in terms of telemedicine and, and, and all of that. Um, and security, fear and uncertainty, increasing demand for services, enabling security and defense operations. So, you know, private equity, uh, you know, like I said, capital is already identifying opportunity, whether that's coming from the people. The, the good good friends of Elizabeth Warren, Deval Patrick and his ilk at uh, uh. Bank Capital, or if it's Bill Gates who's doing the same. You know, I mentioned at the top of the show in Bloom, that's home educational software, or it could be, uh, right? Ah, I see where you're going with this. So there's a lot, you know, if you have school, mass schools closing or public schools are completely gutted and don't have the infrastructure or the tax receipts to pay teachers or keep keep them open, well, maybe then you only have private schools and home, quote-unquote, home public schooling, right? I mean, you can see how these new, to use their word, new opportunities are opening up as we're watching our economy completely recalibrate. Yeah. 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 No, it's going to be, it's going to be totally, I mean, at that, like what you said there about the tele, not the telehealth, but just sort of like the, these, these work from home operations. I mean, the, uh, those, those, the senators who recently got in a little bit of hot water for insider trading, they were buying stocks in companies that dealt with that. Right. Mm. And so we're going to see a huge, like, yeah, this is going to be like not only a giant restructuring, but also this is going to be a cash grab. Yeah. Like a lot of people are going to make a lot of money. Uh, not a lot of people. A very small amount of people are going to make a lot of money off of this. And it's strange because it's like, I mean, again, like, I, I, you know, I'm not, as we know, a financial expert, even though I am independently wealthy and have built several businesses from the ground up. Um, it, it doesn't look like the economy is heading towards a great place for all but a few industries, right? Mm. Well, it def- yeah, it's it's really um, you know everything's in limbo. We don't really know where it's going to fall, but it does seem to be that you know we're we're going to witness. And I guess that's why I keep calling it cap- possibly capitalism's great leap forward. Yeah, because um, I think what we're witnessing is like a mass. What we will end up seeing is a massive restructuring of the economy. Yeah, yeah. As like social, I mean, because that's what flows, right? Social relations are changing overnight. Yes. I mean, God, and you posted that thing the other day from that that company that was offering McDonald's laid off McDonald's employees money to. Uh, yeah, that was very upsetting. What was it? Um, so there was a company advertising specifically to recent workers that have been laid off from McDonald's, I think, and other kind of like service jobs, Mm -hmm. basically offering them up to saying, oh, but you can make up to $100,000 a year as a cam girl. Jesus Christ. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of that emerge as well. And, you know, we have talked about how like Twitch, 
cam girling, like all that kind of home content creator, entrepreneur stuff mm-hmm. is going to see a big, you know, boost. I don't know exactly what that means or what that's going to look like, but you already see it with like TikTok crap and everything else. I wonder though, like, I, I just wonder if, if people have less of a disposable income if they can even afford, I mean, I don't know how much OnlyFans are. I swear to God, I don't know how much OnlyFans are. Um, but like, you know, if you're not, if you're laid off from working at at Costco or something, I don't know if you can afford to subscribe to ten different girls OnlyFans. Right. Like, I don't know. Well, it's going to depend on what the government does, right? Yeah. So we've got, you know, it looks like depending on what the kind of bailout package is for real people. Mm-hmm. Trump, Trump bucks or whatever we want to call it. Um, you know, I, I, it seems like the more aggressive plans are calling for two grand a month, mm-hmm. which sounds appropriate to me. Yep. But, um, yeah. but I don't know what that's going to like shake out to. I have a feeling it's going to be like something completely unworkable and a total disaster considering and Nancy Pelosi has their hands on it. Exactly. And like 20% of, I mean, just the combat. I mean, all of them really, it's like, it's just a combination of fucking pigs. I mean, not literally none of the people who are working on this have ever worked a regular job. So it's yeah. like, it's, they, it's just all like this ephemeral thing to them. Like they don't, it's just like, well, of course everybody has money, you know? Um, and so like, I, 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 my, my bet, my gut feeling is it's going to be not enough money and for very few amount of people. Like they seem to be yeah. for the bare minimum people they can get away with saying, and they're going to call it like the working family, whatever. Um, and cause the they love saying working families. You know, it's not going to, you know, they'll do it and they'll just have to redo it in a couple months. Yep. Because people aren't, there's, you know. I mean, it people was. People going to get desperate. There's going to be, te- uh, the thing is like, I think it was in New York, I think 250,000 people applied for unemployment uh, last week. And this next week, they are anticipating tens of millions. Oh, man. Yeah, Goldman, I read that Goldman Sachs was anticipating Two million at like uh, total yeah. re- unemployment from this past week. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, look, I sa- I think I said this before, but Michael Roberts, the Marxian economist, is predicting about fifty percent job loss. Mm-hmm. Like, it's- I don't even know how to like put that. Like, I- yeah, I guess you know. We're kind of like trailing off and talking all over the place, but that's our way. Yeah. I think people like that. And if you don't, very sorry. Exactly. But, but um, uh, I'm not sorry. You know, I, I don't. I don't think that people really understand. This is completely uncharted water. Uh huh. Yeah. No. It's we like we have never seen. We have never seen a, a complete blow to the economy. I mean, it, it pales in comparison. To what we saw during the 2008 crisis. Well, that that pale the 2008 crisis pales in comparison. Yes, sorry. Yeah. No, you it's, know, re- it's, reverso, reverso. Yeah, she did, yeah, out. she did a little reversal to catch you guys slipping. No, no reverso. I, reverse. Excuse me, reverso. Well, that's uh, ooh, a little, little, another little French word there, huh? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's like sort of been the thematic thing, the thematic theme we've been going with for the past <laughs> few episodes is that like this is not just a temporary hiccup. This is not two weeks out of your life where you watch uh, you know, 
the true on Twitch over and over and over and over and over and over again, and you know, learn to masturbate in new ways. This Ew. is uh, this is going to be something that in almost every single way affects the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I don't want to scare people. But no, I, I, I don't necessarily. I don't even mean that in a totally negative way. To be honest with you, like I'm well, just I saying. Well, I know you don't, but I think people are freaked out. I mean, I just yeah, I think it's just you know we're watching all these companies. You know, they're always ahead of us little nobodies. Yeah. You know, and so you can kind of see these moves that are happening with capital and like the little breadcrumbs they're throwing up there. And I would just say, like, keep an eye on that because it's going to kind of show you some clues as to which way the winds are blowing. Yeah, that that's one thing is if you study like you should be doing, you got probably some free time in your hands. Study what is going on. And if you, you can use that to not necessarily predict what's going to happen, but to be ready for whatever is going to happen. If you're ready for whatever is going to happen, there's no real need to be scared. Right? Yeah. Because you can prepare yourself at least mentally and you're not going to have that big shock that everyone else does. And that is going to like, that's again, like we've been saying, like you need to be like ready and in command of all your faculties and, and not freaked out. Uh, so because everyone else around you might be. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that sucks for you, but, uh, you know, you got a lot of free time in your hands. <laughs> Well, we got to wrap up here, honey. I know. I don't want to get off the phone with you, though. Oh, well, we actually aren't. We, I, we, I was going to try to keep you on after this because we got to talk about some stuff. I'm firing <laughs> oh, you. Oh, I know. But okay. this is like the longest I've gone in so long without seeing you. I know. Well, it's, I've been, it's crazy because like, I've been doing this thing. You know I've like been fucking around with astral projection for like a while now. And so I've been doing this <laughs> thing where you're sound asleep in your bed and I loom over you like a gargoyle every night, totally cast in stone, except I'm sort of like a 3D image you can pass your hand through. But if danger comes to strike, I will leap out of my, of my uh, stone form and I will strangle whatever uh, sort of either nightmare you're having, whatever virus tries to enter your house, or if there are simply a pack of hobgoblins that try to go and rummage through your pantry. Mm, thank you, baby. I pr- appreciate the protection. No problem. And to all women out there, I offer you this <laughs> same service where I will stand astrally projected over your bed every night and keep you uh, safe. <laughs> well, I'm not no... Uh, we'll be back next week, won't we? Yeah, yeah. We're again, we're regularizing our schedule. Uh, uh but yeah, we will be back as long as I can keep the the trekking down to 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 Young Chomsky's basement apartment, um, in the heart of the city. Uh, and if we can't, if you know, if there's if martial law does, if Marshall Mathers law does come down, <laughs> I do have highly advanced microphone equipment and such at my uh palatial bunker. Uh, and so we will never. Unless one of us is falls falls ill, and even then, I shall record from the cot in the hallway at the hospital. Oh my god! Oh no, I, I'll be freelance doctoring there. I'm not going to be a patient. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. So my name is Doctor Professor Reverend PhD Bracebelt. <laughs> I'm Liz. We are joined by producer Young Chomsky. And oh, music, gonna... excuse me. 
Music and production. We're doing a new thing now so that people stop fucking DMing me about it. Music and production done by Young Chomsky. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey